This is a question from my friend Lauren on Instagram, and she said, I may have missed this somewhere, but do you have a resource on how to plan a concert based on folk songs or on books? In the past, I found music from J.W. Pepper and taught it by rote, but I'm looking to move away from that and use more folk songs because I feel the students would be more invested in performing and creating and contributing ideas. Okay, Lauren, I have quite a biased answer, uh, but I completely agree. <laughs> I think absolutely that students are more invested when they have an opportunity to interact with the materials in an authentic way. And that's not to say that teaching by rote cannot be an authentic experience. It certainly can. But as much student ownership and um, student choice as we can add in our programs is absolutely a really good thing. I don't have a resource on how I create my informances because I don't have a very crystal clear process laid out. Um, it is a lot of uh, generating a lot of different ideas and kind of sitting with them and then deciding on the order that I want those ideas to take shape in. <laughs> so my process starts with an idea of where my students are developmentally in terms of their conscious musical knowledge. Um, that is to say our conscious musical vocabulary that we use in the classroom. That's one piece. And then the other piece is kind of this musical skills section. So where are they in terms of mallet performance? Where are they in terms of part work? Um, where is their singing voice development? Things like that. So I start with an idea of where students are both from a vocabulary conscious knowledge space and musical skill set space, knowledge and skills. At the time I am recording this conversation, I have two informants kits on my website. One is for Harold and the Purple Crown, and the other is for the book, What Do You Do With an Idea? So those are both on the website if you're interested in checking them out. Um, I've also done a podcast about, not a podcast, a blog post about how I plan the informants, but that has a little bit more to do with logistics and not as much, um, you know, the creative process behind what songs to choose and how to decide, um, you know, what students contribute and things like that. But we can absolutely talk through it here today. In the blog post, if you just Google Victoria Bowler informants, you will find planning and music informants part two or something with a similar title. And there is a worksheet there that I have for brainstorming. And this is kind of how I start the process. I was talking about um, deciding what students will know and be able to do by the point that I'm going to have an informants. And in this worksheet, I have a category for melody, rhythm, form, expression, and other. So my question is, what will students have learned by the informants date? And I just kind of make an expectation list of where I think they're going to be. And that's really easy for me to do. That's at least easy for me to reasonably hypothesize uh, because of my long range planning process. 
And then the next section of that worksheet is what will your students be able to do by the informants date? And then I have some skills here like sing, play barred instruments, play auxiliary percussion, improvise, arrange, um, folk dancing, creative movement. This is just what are the musical experiences that we will have in our back pocket that we can pull out for an informants. So that part is kind of straightforward in terms of being mapped out where the creative process kind of gets a little squirrely and where I don't have a set, you know, do this, do this, do this <laughs> is in the rest of it, which is deciding on the book that you will use and then the songs that you will use inside the book and then a concept or skill that you will highlight in that song. So we are going to start with a book theme. Uh, let's say that we're going to take, um, what do you do with an idea in that book? The theme is imagination and creativity and self-doubt and happiness and triumph and perseverance. So the, all of those are some book themes that we have. And then the next category on this worksheet after book theme is songs. So we're going to write down just some possible songs that might be connected with any of those themes. Ideally, well, definitely ideally, if this is an informants, but <laughs> ideally these are songs that your students are already working on or will already be working on in an authentic, natural way. Part of the question that Lauren was asking was about, you know, I used to do these isolated JW Pepper songs by rote. And, and just to, so I've made myself clear, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the JW Pepper concert concert that you have taught by rote. It's just not an informant. So that's the only distinction I want to make. <laughs> um, you know, I used to do these kind of isolated concert prep things with JW Pepper music that I taught by rote. And now I want to kind of move towards a folk music or book project kind of idea. They are both valuable, but I bring up that distinction because as we choose songs for an informants, we are going to want to do it in a way that is naturally embedded in the music classroom and not isolated for the purpose of being put on a stage. The idea here is that you could take a music class and plop it on the auditorium floor. Um, you could plop it in your NPR or your library or your cafeteria or wherever your performance space is. And that would be, um, a validating and exciting, a gratifying thing for an audience to watch and then learn about music class in the process. So the repertoire that we choose should have a musical purpose and it should be something that we can see ourselves using in the classroom already. And ideally we are planning on using that piece in the classroom, or we are already using it. So all of that to say, uh, the songs have a book theme purpose, but they also have a pedagogical purpose. And then the third category on this worksheet uh, says concept or skill. And this is the education piece. What is the thing that we could teach an audience member, a mom, a dad, a, a sibling, a foster parent, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a grandparent. Um, what are some things that we could teach the audience about music? And, you know, by extension, are there any other areas of audience participation that we could have here as well? You know, so if the concept, let's say that the skill is improvisation with Takadimi in four, four time, 
Maybe we have an opportunity for the audience to improvise with us as well. When I create informances, especially when I was first kind of dipping my toe into this and kind of trying to test some ideas, um, there were two major sources of inspiration that I took. The first one that made just a gigantic impact on my way of thinking and the, and the way I chose to structure informances is a book by a, an author named Austin Cleon, and that book is called Show Your Work. This is part of a trilogy of books that he has about the creative process, and they are all just incredibly valuable. I highly recommend them. They are not about elementary music. They are certainly not about how to put on an informant, <laughs> but they are about the idea of making small steps toward a creative goal and putting something out into the world, even if it's not your big final end product, showcasing the process along the way to the product is its own value, you know, in and of itself. And that kind of process over product approach is something that I really, really got out of this book. So again, that book is called Show Your Work, uh, 10 Ways to Share Your Creativity and Get Discovered. And it is by Austin Kleon. One of the ways, um, this is kind of outside the scope of Lauren's question, but one of the ways that this made an impact uh, or made a, a stamp in my informants process was using seesaw in the classroom. And I would take little clips of students playing a game or working in small groups or improvising or playing instruments. And these clips were like two minute videos that I would upload to seesaw. And then I would do a little blurb about this is the song. This is the song background really quick. And this is the national core arts standard that we are addressing in this music activity. And then I would say, we are doing this in preparation for our informants on blah, 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 you know, April 18th or whatever it was. And so that was a way to show little pieces of the creative process over time and promote the work that we do in music and promote this date for the informants. And so when we used Seesaw, again, I know this is kind of outside the scope of, of Lauren's question, but when we used Seesaw in that way, parents would see students echo sing a song. And then maybe the next week they see them play a game. And then maybe the next week they listen to do them do some sort of text improvisation. And then maybe the next week they add movement. And then maybe the next week we're putting it together in ABA. So just with these kind of two minute clips and a little blurb from me, parents are much more, um, they have the opportunity to contextualize what they see on stage at the informants. The other big piece of inspiration was more direct, and that was um, Josh Southard's performances on YouTube. I was absolutely blown away. The first one I saw was Rainbow Fish, and it blew my mind, and I was just like, I have to create something. I need to let parents see their kids doing something like this, you know, because it was the exact same thing that 
we do in elementary music, um, but it was a little bit more polished and it was, you know, based around a book and there was, there was more structure to it, but you could see the elemental music process in those performances. So I absolutely recommend, um, his YouTube channel. Please go watch every single video he has ever uploaded. <laughs> um, they are just very inspiring. He does it with his fifth graders and he's been at that campus for uh, a while. I'm not sure how long, um, but he has been able to develop that program. So I wanted to do something that had the wow factor of rainbow fish but had the celebrating small wins of the Austin Cleon book. And what I decided was I will just take a regular music program. I will be intentional about my song selection. I will be creative with the way I teach these uh, songs and processes and skills and musical concepts. And when I do the informants, my goal is for the students to teach parents about what's going on in the music room. So in, um, a much shorter answer to this question of, of if I have a resource to plan a concert on folk songs or based on books, um, the short answer is no, but you can create your own version of an informants or, or, you know, whatever level of education you want to have in that final production by thinking about where students are developmentally and musically in their, in terms of their conscious knowledge and musical skill set. So think about knowledge and skills. Think about the theme of a book, songs that are uh, useful, both from an artistic standpoint and a pedagogical standpoint that can tie into that theme. I'll add here that you can also compose your own songs or students can compose their own songs here as well. And then think about the concept or skill that you will highlight in the sharing. 